This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. As promised, Drew Millis, who's having an incredible season in the minor leagues, joining us now on Bustin' Loose Baseball. Here was our conversation with a catcher who is closing in on the majors. Drew, first we owe you a congratulations on being promoted from double-A to triple-A. You were just terrorizing 2A pitching. I mean, they must have thrown a party when you got bumped up from the Eastern League. 25 games and 82 at-bats. You had a 340 average, a 990 OPS with four bombs. Some of the best numbers of anybody in the, the Nats system. So congrats on getting promoted to triple-A. How'd you find out? Uh huh. Yeah. I, uh, so we were in Harrisburg. Obviously, had our last game of the uh, homestand, and my girlfriend was in town, and I was out there um, getting pictures with her. And after the game, that is, and all of a sudden, um, Tostado came running out. And he's like, "Hey, Skip wants everybody inside." There's a few other guys taking pictures as well with me, and or with their girlfriends rather. And everybody's like, "What the heck's going on?" He's like, "Yeah, Skip wants everybody to come quick. He's waiting on us." And and we we're like, "Well, this doesn't happen very often." And we all. Uh, ran into the Harrisburg clubhouse and uh, Skip was in there. And, I, and then when I walked in, all the heads just locked right on me. Everybody had a straight face. And I was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> and uh, Skip just goes, Mills, you're going to AAA. Boom, got it over with. And everybody just, everybody just went crazy and started jumping on me in the locker room. So that's kind of how it went down. Drew, you've had an incredible season this year. Have you made any changes that have allowed you to take off offensively? Is it a change at the plate, an approach, a, a mechanical change? What's allowed you to really thrive this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, mentally I'm a lot more, I'd say, fortified. I think um, failure is affecting me a lot less um, in this game. I'm starting to learn more and more how to deal with it. Um, at the end of the day, if, if you're, you know, if your first bat of the day you strike out, um, in baseball, that can affect the next three. So I think a lot of it is is mentality and just kind of taking it one at bat at a time, um, and being confident in myself, knowing that that I can get the job done. Now there there's a lot of things that go into my preparation as well that um, kind of has allowed me to trust in that as well when I'm out there and not think. So um, I, I I keep alluding to that mental side just because of how important it has been this year and and how you know how fun I'm, how much fun I'm having and how much. Uh, my like gear has turned less towards um, my individual performance or more towards winning ball games in general. So, and that that's been a huge difference maker for me this year. What do you attribute to that breakthrough? I mean, you're in year four as a pro. You're 25 at this point. You, you just turned 25 before the start of the year. I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a natural maturity, I'm sure. But 
was there like an, an epiphany type moment or, or was it just a slow burn? Um, that's a good question. I, I think, uh, there were a lot of trials last year that came, um, with, with my injuries, with my minor injuries, with all the things that, um, went down. I knew that if I can get through that year and I was, I felt like I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't feel terrible, but at the end of the year, I was like, if I can get through stuff like that, those trials and, and mentally I, I felt, um, defeated. And I, you know, I kind of talked to my parents and talked to much different people in my corner and they were just like, Hey, um, um, you can do this. You can flip this around, be confident in your preparation, um, and then try changing that mental side of things. I don't think there was like a specific moment that it happened, but going through those trials last year have really, really helped and having a great fall league as well. Um, also helped, you know, just kind of show me that when I'm healthy, I can compete with anybody. And, and, um, that was a huge confidence booster for me as well as the fall league. And I think that, uh, Tim Darty and, and Michael Franklin have helped me a lot as well as, um, a hitting coach from Houston named Jeremy Eisenhower. Um, he's one of Alec Bohm's hitting coaches and, and he did a great job with, with me and working on specific things. But I, I just think trusting in all that preparation, um, just as a whole has been a, a huge difference maker for me. Before, you know, Toby and I kind of continue with stuff that we find interesting or want to ask you about, I think it'd be instructive. It, we kind of nerd out a little bit into the system with prospects and kind of introduce uh, diehard Nats fans to, to players on their way up. I mean, your background, uh, give just people a little bit of an idea. I mean, we talk about the fact that you came over in the trade last year to the organization uh, for Gomes and Harrison, you know, a couple of years ago now, I guess, from from um, from Oakland. But uh, can you, can you mm-hmm. give people an idea of, of kind of uh, just your background a little bit and introduce yourself to them? Yeah, I'm actually from a small town um, on the east side of the Mississippi River, right outside St. Louis, called Swansea, Illinois. Um, usually people from, who aren't from that area, I usually just say I'm from St. Louis. That's how close I am to the arch. Um, I grew up um, with no favorite sport. I played basketball, football, baseball, and hockey a little bit. Um, I loved football. I actually hated football at first, but I ended up loving football as I got older. Loved basketball. That was my mom's sport. And um, I don't know if I mentioned this either, but football was my dad's sport. So I, I picked the sport that neither of them were <laughs> – we're like accustomed to you made it your sport head. exactly exactly no i mean they all love baseball my grandpa was a longtime baseball coach but my my dad played um pretty high level college football my mom played division one basketball at missouri state which is where i went to college so um i had you know both of them barking in my ear over football and, and basketball and then i ended up finding that baseball route where i could just tell them kind of what i'm doing and, and how i'm feeling so um, yeah, I mean, I played all three sports in high school, um, was all state in football, all state in baseball, um, all conference in basketball. I prided myself on, on getting an opportunity to play both in college. I had multiple offers from colleges asking to play both. I ended up choosing Missouri state just to play baseball because that's what I kind of wanted my future to be geared towards. Um, ended up going to Missouri state. Um, played pretty well there. Had a had a rough freshman year, but we had a great team. Learned a ton. Came back my sophomore year. It was all American. Uh, junior year, I kind of just fizzled out a little bit. It was a little bit harder. Different circumstances. Different guys left. Um, ended up having an okay junior year, not great, and and getting drafted by the Athletics, and eventually uh, traded in twenty one um, over here to the Nats. And and uh, this is my third full season. I got hurt my first year after a blood clot. I had a, a DVT in my right 
um, armpit after I got drafted. And uh, is that dangerous? That sounds dangerous. Oh, I know it. I know it. I had four procedures to extract the blood clot when I got through the A with the A's. So I um, oh my God. actually didn't play a single game that whole year after I got drafted. So my first full year I spent in high A. My second full year I, I started in double A. I actually was injured then as well with an oblique. Came back, started in double in A after I did my rehab assignment in Fredericksburg. And this year now um, started in double A healthy at the beginning of the year, which is great. And then... And you lost now, 20 to the pandemic. What's that? You lost 20 to the pandemic also, yeah? Or no? Also lost 20 to the pandemic. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, Otherwise, that, he's just been on the field. Just no no <laughs> adversity at all. Yeah, no, nothing really going on in your life, Drew. But, uh, and that, that's what I wanted to ask you about with the pandemic. How much did losing that 20 season affect you, affect minor leaguers as a whole, losing that year to develop? Um, I'd say a lot. I mean, I... Guys, just getting live at bats were was difficult. However, we had a great group in St. Louis. Um, just throwing out some names like Jake Berger. Um, let me think. Ryan Howard. Um, different pitchers in the area. Dylan Coleman. Um, I also actually got to hit with the Cardinals guys at one point. It was like it was Big City, who's here now. Um, Bader was there. Edmund. I did a whole session during that COVID with with a lot of different starters from the Cardinals because I'm pretty sure. If I remember right, they were just waiting around in St. Louis for their big league season. So I, throughout COVID, was was blessed and fortunate enough to hit with these high level hitters and, and get live abs on on Fridays and Saturdays. So I was doing my training throughout the week and got live abs on Fridays and Saturdays. So I feel like I didn't skip, like I didn't miss much. Obviously, missed playing every day, um, as did everybody. But I, I feel like that that time I was very fortunate to be in, in the St. Louis area with baseball's pretty, pretty prominent for, for a uh, high level talent. Drew Millis, Nats system catcher. Uh, who has got a chance to be a, a long-term answer and play a role for them in the big leagues. He's having just a tremendous year in the minors. You've never really gotten love. I mean, you were a seventh round pick out of college. You mentioned all the adversity you're right now, this moment ranked like 29th out of their top 30 on MLB pipeline. I'd imagine that doesn't matter a lot to you, but you are a human being, so it, you've got to care a little bit. Like, what is your thought on, I guess, the idea of being overlooked so much? Yeah, I mean, I, you could say there's a little chip on my shoulder, but I've had that from from day one. Um, I feel like I think what I bring to the table is a little bit different than your average catcher. Um, so I've always ha- I've always played with like wanting to show how good of an athlete, how good I can run how good I can move behind the plate, how much I can bring outside of just being a catcher. Um, and, and a switch hitter, I mean, it, which is a rare. Exactly, rarity. yeah, and a switch hitter. Yeah, I can handle the bat a little bit and, and, and bring different things that most catchers can't bring. And that is something that I've known personally about myself. It's just about showing others at this point. So, like, I've never waned in, in confidence. I've never looked hard into um, – I say I've never waned in confidence, but last year was tough for me, and I learned how to how to kind of battle through that. But last year was a great learning point for me, and and um, I really did, like you said, I really did feel overlooked last year. I felt like I I battled so much adversity that um, I kind of got thrown to the you know back burner a little bit. But it didn't my mentality and like what I thought about myself and what I knew I could do never really changed. You know what I mean? It was just about showing it and just kind of relieving the pressure when I go out there and. And, um, yeah, I mean, I know what I can bring. I'm confident in myself. So really the number, that, that 29 number, I've I never really um, thought much into it. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, Grant mentioned that you're a switch hitting catcher. There's been some pretty good switch hitting catchers throughout the history of baseball. There's one here in D.C. now, Caber Ruiz. You got one just up the road, Adley Rutschman. Are there some guys that you look up to that are switch hitting catchers or growing up in St. Louis area? Are you a Yachty guy? Who do you look up to? Yeah, growing up in the St. Louis area, Yachty's always been my favorite. Um, I like Buster Posey a lot. I loved watching Buster Posey. Um, and as well, I like Chipper Jones a ton. I've watched a ton of Chipper Jones um, highlights. I know he wasn't a catcher, but obviously one of the best switch hitters of all time, if not the best. And and um, just growing up watching him, I also watched a lot of Lance Berkman as well when he was making that run with the Cardinals. Um, I think it was in the early 2010s that – um, he was really fun to watch, just his approach and his mentality. Um, and, and like you said, I think being a switch hitter comes with a lot of difficulties. But at the same time, um, if you if you really learn a routine and, and learn how to prepare, it's it's it truly is nice. It's nice to be a switch hitter, and and uh, there are perks, there are there are pros, there are cons. But um, at the end of the day, it is it is great. I love watching all the switch hitters in the big leagues nowadays. First hit in AAA the other night was a triple for catcher Drew Millis. Who showing got off to the speed. Show off the wheels flying around <laughs> second into third for the new teammates. Right. Uh, that had to feel good. You, you mentioned you like to show that you could do a couple things catchers can't. The the triple, they're going to think you're, you're Darren Baker or something. You're going to do that all the time now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm faster. I'm faster than D-Bag. Don't tell him I said that. There you I'm go. Faster than <laughs> I, I believe you. All right, so let's get to know you a little bit. Let's go non-baseball yeah. stuff. Have a little yeah. fun here. So you get to uh, eat a cheat meal as fat as you want to be, as gross as you want to be. It's your birthday. Baseball's not a factor here. What is the meal of choice? Sushi. Oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> I know it's not much of a cheat meal, but you said you'd give me my meal of choice, so that, that would be... Do you have a sushi, um, sushi order that you go to? Yeah, so I, I usually um, veer towards crab and eel sauce. Anything with crab, anything with eel sauce on top, I'm, I'm rocking. Okay, and then if you have an off day, what's your off day activity going to be? Off day activity. So I, um, I actually run a card shop, with it, and it's only Pokemon cards. It's me, Pete Fairbanks, the closer for the Rays, who I catch in the off season. And Josh Fleming, one of the starters for the race. On our off day, I'm usually um, either video gaming, um, talking to them about cards, buying cards for our shop, sending them in to get graded, etc. Or you're doing a bit, uh, right? Do you really have a card shop? Oh yeah. How does that so work? Day. What does that even mean? So, so we collect cards and essentially. Um, so, like, when you go to a card shop and you look for a card that you like or, or you find one that you like, the condition matters. And we're pretty good. We've been doing it for a little bit um, ever since early COVID. We're good at finding that condition. So, we'll look at the condition of the card. Um, and if it's if we think it could be valuable, if we think it could grade high, um, just like anybody who's kind of in that business, we'd buy it, send it in the PSA to get graded. And that card would come back, say it comes back in 8, 9, or 10. We're making profit, but at the same time, 
um, you know, collecting cards um, of like our childhood and things that we love. And so we it's, it's like flipping houses, but with cards. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, and we and we all love Pokemon growing up, and we still do. That's sick. We're still, we're still nerds, man. Well, and and the fact that all three of us are doing it together, and we and we run an eBay shop. It's, in my opinion, so that's it's what I was gonna say. It's it's it's, it's so not there's not like a brick and mortar in Missouri. Like this is a, no, 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 <laughs> this no. is a like on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. So, yeah, we we run an eBay shop, an online Got eBay it. shop, and we and we're all over the grid, just trying to find cards, different apps, different, um, even on eBay, we are looking and it is a blast. It's a great hobby for us. And we, and we have fun with it. I'm texting those guys every single day, like Fairbanks will come out and stay in the side in the ninth in a big game in Tampa. And he'll text me after and be like, Hey, I just picked up this Blaziken or this Charizard. <laughs> like, I, this is, do you know, did you Pokemon at all? Toby? I did not Pokemon at all. So no. I didn't either. I, I, I wish I did right now. I know my nephew does. He's a Mark. Like he loves it. So I'm going to have to send him this interview. But the guy I know is Charmander. Like I got sized for oh, yeah. Charmander. That's the only thing I know about Pokemon. I know Pikachu. That's about it. There you go. We, we got the starter kit. Cards. You can find some valuable cards in them. I need to get the a little more you insight. Guys know about it shows that there's some value in there. You said you're a gamer. What kind of games you play? You a Warzone guy? You a MLB The Show guy? Do I have to challenge you to one of those things? What are we doing here? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty elite first person shooter. I'd okay. say. Um, so I need to add I, you I to play... my squad. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. What's your, uh, what I game are you Warzone. playing right now? I do not play Warzone. In my opinion, that game is is awful. In my opinion, <laughs> but what's your um, game? What's your one seed I game? Play, I play Apex Legends. Um, okay. I play with my buddies from home. We're pretty nasty. We're yep. I got up to diamond three and ranked. If that if that means anything to anybody. Well, well we okay. Well, how amount. how that sounds elite, like a good flex? How elite are you? Are you PS five? You are Xbox? Are you PC? I play on a PC. Oh, so he is elite. So, but it yeah. sounds like it. But you can't bring that with you to like a team hotel. That can you do that during the season or just when right, you're home? Right. D- during the season, it's every other week I can play, and it's not even like right now. I'm not playing a lot at all, which gotcha. I'm getting a little rusty. I usually carry my boys from home, but during this time of the year, you know, I got to hop in and, and kind of. I can't be the in-game leader. I just kind of got to follow them. Yeah, they're like, they're oh, Drew's in day. season. He's going to be pulling up the rear. Exactly. <laughs> so then, exactly. Like, what's your What's your thing now? Are you binging TV shows, or what? What do you do during the season? Yeah, so right now, uh, for instance, I'm in my hotel room watching chess videos. Chess? Chess? Oh, you are a nerd. (laughs) I don't mean that in a mean way. Like you're you're just like probably a genius guy. No, I'm not a genius by any means. That doesn't make me a genius. I just like uh, I'm I'm a big chess guy. I got into it um, pretty heavy this off season. And, you know, just like the mental part of the game. What's your favorite piece in chess? My favorite piece? Probably um, either the queen, obviously, or the knight. I love the knight because you can get a lot. I'm a big, uh, I'm harder, a big bishop and rook guy. the opponent to predict your attack with the knight. Obviously, at, at a certain level, they can see everything. You can see everything. But the knight, the fact that it can jump pieces and move in an L, um, it gets a little bit harder to, if you're, especially if you're playing blitz, like a three-minute quick game. Um, it's hard to see attacks with the knight, in my opinion. So wow. I, I like the knight. A did lot. you did you watch Queen's Gambit? I sure did. It's been a while. I, I, that was the first time I got COVID. Was I was watching Queen's Gambit and I ate Panera bread and I couldn't taste it. That's what I remember <laughs> yeah. about Queen's Gambit. You're like, this is not 
Panera Bread. I have coconut. Exactly. Now. And I was watching Queen's Gambit as I was eating the Panera Bread. Wow. And I realized I got COVID. I'm fired up now. Uh, uh, I, I just knew Drew Millis as like a, a catcher who raked. I, I know so much more about We're going to have to get into Pokemon That's now, right. Grant. I mean, uh, I, I hope when he's in the show, games. when him and K-Baird are holding down catcher for years to come, they do like chess night with Drew Millis and everyone comes <laughs> out and they give out chess boards or something. Grant, with your you're going uh, to need to work on your gaming abilities. Me, you, Drew, as a Apex Legends trio. I think That's we right. can uh, get some dubs. Oh, we will. We will. Just well, suit, boys. we appreciate you uh, joining us. We took uh, too much of your time, but uh, enjoy yourself in 3A, and it won't be long before we uh, get to come up and uh, see it in the clubhouse here at Nats Park, and uh, maybe I'll buy a Pokemon card and get you to grade it for me or something. <laughs> I got you. You let me know. All right, Drew Millis, Nats system, a lot of fun. Best of luck to you. Stay hot, man. Yeah, appreciate you, Good fellas. Luck, I'll talk to you soon. How cool was he? <laughs> he seems like someone that I need to hang out with and play some video games with. Absolutely. Uh, he has more, I would say, hobbies that I know nothing about than probably <laughs> any player I've ever talked to. He's a character, man. He's a switch-hitting catcher that plays chess, that plays Apex, that plays uh, does Pokemon. He does everything. So good for him. That'll do it for Bustin' Loose Baseball, episode 53. We'll be back. Remember, we're posting on Mondays and Wednesdays, so you can uh, late night Monday, late night Wednesday, look for the pod, and then it's available Tuesday morning and Thursday morning each and every week. Please subscribe, rate, review, do all that podcasty stuff, spread the word, text buddies, tell them to listen so we can grow the group here that is a part of the Bustin' Loose family. For Toby, I'm Grant saying so long. We'll chat next week. Enjoy Nats baseball.